Hi, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rihanna, and welcome or welcome back to Fresh Off the Broke. Fresh Off the Broke is about personal experiences when I'm Asian American in a predominantly white community, Asian media, and Asian pop culture in general. Race has always been a sensitive topic. Every day, there are debates over race. With our podcast, we intend to shed light on the experiences of first-generation Asian immigrants, not put them on a pedestal. We understand that race isn't everything, but there should be an acknowledgement of people of color, the knowledge gap, and the racial divide that will ideally be broken. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into the episode. Today, we're going to be talking about what it's like to be a third culture kid. In case you're unfamiliar with what a third culture kid, here's a brief rundown. So third culture kids typically refer to kind of like second generation immigrants and beyond, someone who's usually pretty detached from what would be their quote unquote uh, native background. And like they're detached in the sense that like maybe they're not super well connected or well versed in it for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. It could be because of immigration or because of assimilation into the community that their family now is in or that they are now in. I guess it like mm-hmm. kind of depends on the situation. And the reason why it's third culture is because so you have, I, I'm assuming the first culture would be like your family's cultural background and the second culture is the culture of where you now are so say Mm. you're a Chinese American so Mm. I guess the first culture would be Chinese and second culture would be American and then third culture is kind of like Chinese American because you are in a sense a mix of both because you're not super you're not like super integrated into either culture because you didn't grow up in say China and you might have grown up in America but you grew up in America like under the context of like a Chinese family Uh and so you're a third culture kid just because like you're kind of like a little bit of like a mix of all these things Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times uh not always but if you're like a second gen third gen fourth and so on your family has probably assimilated into the country like wherever that uh, they've immigrated to mm-hmm. and so the kids because you know, like they might have to learn English or like whatever language they have to learn in school they start developing or yeah they start developing skills that are like more connected to like where they moved to and then like Mm -hmm. because their parents and like their family is able to communicate or like is well versed in like the quote-unquote local culture that there's just a detachment right like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're not super connected to like the original culture per se Mm -hmm. that liminal space, that gray area. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. 
And just a little brief history on the term third culture kid. So it was initially coined by researchers John and Ruth Yusim in the 1950s. And the original context that they used third culture kid in was to refer to the children of American citizens who were living abroad and working abroad. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess if you think about it in some ways, first generation immigrants can also be third culture kids. Yeah, depending for sure. on the age that they uh -huh. immigrated with their family. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, well, first gen, because if th this is just something I guess I have in my mind, because if, at least to me, like if you immigrate, and then you immediately have a kid. I feel like they're still kind of first gen adjacent. Yeah. Versus if the family immigrated and then kind of, I don't know, worked around. Yeah, yeah. They settled in and then they had the kid. Then it's a little different. Mm -hmm. I mean, this all semantics, like, but just a thought. Let us know what you think. So I kind of alluded to this, or maybe you you heard traces and bits of it that felt a little familiar, <laughs> but when it comes to being a third culture kid, if you are one, or maybe you know one or some, something that is pretty heavily associated with being a third culture kid is college essays and I feel like this is probably a really specific reference or a really specific experience because the thing is Rihanna and I aren't even American mm -hmm. but anyways when you apply to universities colleges what have you sometimes you're required to write essays and in America they have to write the common app essay where it's like a general personal statement kind of essay it could be about anything I'm pretty sure it just has mm. to be interesting or like say something yeah. about you and then you write your supplementary essay or like whatever else that you have to do for whatever school that you're applying to mm. and so one thing that happens a lot is third culture kids and second gen first gen just like immigrants and children of immigrants mm. they it's like running joke of them writing essays about being a third culture kid mm -hmm. and talking about their journey like navigating these two cultures that they mm -hmm. grew up in like not really being their family's culture but also not really being the culture that's here mm -hmm. not fitting in with anybody yeah and the thing is even beyond college essays even just I guess essays in school this is something that if you had the, the chance to you probably have written an essay like that mm -hmm. or you've heard an essay like that because Rihanna and I have written essays like this. <laughs> For I think, sure. I, I think it's a rite of passage, really. For sure. Because I've written an essay, because the reason why I wrote it was because when I was I was applying for something it wasn't for a school but I was applying for something and they had all these prompts and you had to answer them and one of the prompts had something to do with identity and so I tried to write 
this sentimental kind of like philosophical I don't mean this in like a super academic way I just mean like I was trying to write a deep essay about uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> about cultural identity and I guess how I uh perceived it growing up and then how I perceive it now or like how I apply it in my daily life or mm-hmm. my career or whatever so like that's something that I've done mm-hmm. what about you I mean, have you yes. have you written I feel like everyone has yeah um I think especially well okay when I was back in high school I think I would write things like this you know the whole thing about not belonging here but not belonging there or you know being that not fitting in kind of being in that liminal space um <laughs> in high school I feel school. like it's also just like a fun kind of poetic it's easy not easy I feel but like, like it's kind of fun to write about it is like it's something that you have a personal connection to you know you're living it so it's not like you have to really think about describing like the situation you know Mm -hmm. um so in high school as me and Tiffany have said time and time again on this podcast our (laughs) high school was very predominantly white Um, oh really (laughs) yeah surprise if you didn't notice um but this was like my go-to thing if I needed a quick mark booster because (laughs) you know like being one of the only visible minorities or especially in like the classes that I were I was in um like a white teacher who goes to a school that tries to pride itself on being you know like woke and accepting it it's an easy mark no offense but it is an easy mark um I think now that I'm in university or I'm, you know, pursuing higher education. Um, <laughs> I find myself Language. writing a lot more, like, <laughs> proper essays and things on this topic, um, which is good, but also it's a lot harder, I'd say, because now that we're in, you know, what, like a bigger educational institution, you're like, there's more, more third culture kids with you. So you, you gotta work harder to write that essay or else it's gonna be like bad compared yeah, to everyone sure. else. Because you're seen... not you're not the only person anymore. Yeah. Uh one thing that comes with the running joke about third culture kids or kids of color writing about because the thing is you don't have to be an immigrant to be a third culture person. You can you can yeah. just be uh what's the word I don't, I don't know I don't know what the word is that I want to use but someone that is a different race than where they're than what the majority of mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say a minority but you yeah I guess yeah, an yeah. underrepresented group wherever uh-huh. you are uh-huh, uh-huh. and then you could be a third culture kid and so uh something that comes with the running joke of that is people think it's boring and it's overdone. And I mean, it is overdone. Uh, and so they usually advise that you don't write something like that for your comment app essay because everyone is going to write that for your yeah. comment app essay. Yeah. 
and there have been video they're just like jokes in general where people say like oh like an admissions officer reading their 50th essay about not belonging or whatever mm. and the thing is it's not just this essay topic there are a bunch of them that have been brought up such as when it comes to med school some people say that an overdone story is uh saying that or not even just a story it's like a reason uh an overdone thing to say for why you want to be a doctor or like why you want to do med school because you want to help people like that's something that they're really tired of hearing mm. there's also the one what was it I think it was like someone in their family got sick and then uh, it made yeah, them more. yeah or someone in their family is a doctor or something like that there's like certain overdone things that people consider overdone uh, there's like something about sports and injuries. I remember that one. But yeah, like this isn't the only topic that people think is overdone. Like mm-hmm. one of one of many. Mm-hmm. According to all the cheesy like rom com teenage rom com movies, it's the overdone essay would be like about your first love. Do you think people actually write that? I pray to God they don't. <laughs> but I guess like I guess some people do well you know what actually I have a friend who had to go through this like process of like writing these essays um for the places he was applying to and he did it on his first love but he's gay so his was about like you know like accepting who he is as a person mm-hmm. especially because he comes from um a culture that's not very accepting of gay people mm-hmm. so that in that sense then probably <laughs> it's a common thing or like something that people do and it's not cringe what it's about first love but I guess some people just don't have some straight people I'm thinking I'm thinking only of um was it to all the boys I've loved no 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 what's the other one kissing bulls that's that's a movie yeah is kissing Booth the one where she did her essay about a guy did she do it about a guy? I think so. Or like you, it was about you how like check? I don't remember. Okay. Brief pause in this episode while I check. But it's not gonna be a pause for you guys because I'm just gonna cut this out. I don't think it was explicitly about her first love, but the question was, um, where do you want to be in five years? And I swear she was talking about um the guy at first, and then she like deleted all of it and then redid it being all cheesy uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I I don't know I just remember like we because we watch Kissing Boots together we watch all of the movies together um fun yeah. fact for the podcast um so sometimes we watch cheesy movies as a de-stressor yeah. or as yeah. a, just, a, just to be a little silly <laughs> yeah we need it sometimes mm-hmm. um if you hate here's the thing I feel like to each their own, right? When in mm-hmm. terms of like movie genres, music, whatever, I, I feel like you know if you're like a super big mega hater of rom coms, you're a little bit of a party pooper. Honestly, not yeah. To be serious. Yeah, when people are like, oh, it's I don't so like rom Yeah, it's like it's supposed to be fun and like almost like 
fantasy in a way because you really think this is something that's gonna happen yeah this is supposed to be dumb and unoriginal yeah that's that's the beauty in it mm-hmm. this is coming from two rom-com connoisseurs so the, the 2000s was a big time for rom-com uh-huh tell us what your favorite rom-coms are we want to know so we yeah, can watch maybe them. we'll watch it mm-hmm. i'm curious um what is your experience or do you even think you're a third culture kid if so why that oh my gosh <laughs> that's actually perfect this is the essay I topic. Love this the- is the application question are you secretly an admissions officer I- trying to I cannot disclose that information on a recorded um, audio tape. I cannot confirm nor deny that. So This isn't recorded. Oh, well then in this case, insert a bunch of bleeps here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love the way you asked me that. I guess the short answer is I guess no matter my opinion, I am. Like, objectively, I am. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, like, Chinese-Canadian. But I think that I was pretty fortunate to be really connected with my culture. The thing is, I think I might be a reverse third-culture kid. Because growing up, my parents, and now, my, my parents, can't speak English and so we always spoke Cantonese at home I've brought this up a lot talking about the whole thing where my I didn't start speaking or learning English until I went to kindergarten and then mm-hmm. my kindergarten teacher was super racist mm-hmm. and all that and so the reason why I think I'm a third a reverse third culture kid is because so for one I learned English when I started school And then I wasn't really ever super exposed to Western pop culture things. So, Mm. I mean, I watched TV and read books and reading and watching TV were really big ways that I learned English. Mm. Thank you, SpongeBob. (laughs) It just shows like, I don't know, like Spongebob, iCarly, like all the just stuff that we watched growing up, right? Mm. Stuff like that taught me English, reading novels or children's books helped me learn English. And then, but I wasn't super exposed to Western pop culture in the sense that I, just growing up, I didn't know what Forrest Gump was. I didn't know mm. really... I mean, I'm trying to think, uh, like Jim Carrey, just, I mean, I knew, I probably knew he existed, but like, I just wasn't really aware of Western pop culture, things like that, like Harry Potter, that took a long time, I think I was conscious of what Harry Potter really was when I was in like the fourth or fifth grade, because I had a friend that was reading it at the time, stuff like that, and so... I was, in a way, kind of detached from 
Western culture for mm. a big chunk of my life. Not in a detached in the sense that I I feel like I don't belong with them because I mean I oh I guess it can go both ways because I mean I went to super white schools but they they were really racist so in a way I I didn't feel like I belonged because they were racist but I didn't feel like I didn't belong in the sense that I felt like I wasn't worth I wasn't allowed to be in that school like that like mm. fortunately I never felt that way mm. I I didn't feel as if I didn't deserve to be at those schools I mm. was just kind of I I definitely had hmm I was frustrated with those people because it kind of I guess to put it in kid terms they were being mean for no reason mm. and then in recent years I've kind of tried to make an effort to close my knowledge gap in terms of western pop culture because I mean general western cultural things like I don't know etiquette or just like stuff like that that's just I guess learned as you live here or uh -huh. as you interact with people because it wasn't like I went to schools that were super Asian or super Chinese it wasn't like I lived in Chinatown or something I mean it was a Chinese school but In recent years, I've tried to watch things, or I guess like learn and catch myself up to, bring myself up to speed so that I can understand references, you know, like it, it's not a super big deal. I, I don't feel ashamed of it. It's just like things like, so I don't know, stuff like really famous bands, like green day or whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sorry to say or whatever <laughs> to people that matters too mm. those names didn't really mean anything to me for the longest time and i didn't even really know what they were like daft punk groups like that mm. and then a lot of movies inception uh what's a oh uh some honestly some rom-coms too mm. stuff like that just I missed out on a lot of it or I just like wasn't aware yeah of a lot of that stuff and so in recent years I've tried to bring myself up to speed and now I'm kind of just you know like I, I guess you could say I, I'm I uh I have the know-how of both sides now because I mean I always really liked, I liked watching shows from like Asia or uh, North America or just like the West, but in terms of, I guess, like super culturally significant, oh, like The Godfather, like that was something that mm. I, I watched that movie this summer and I was like, oh, I don't know. If before you asked me if I've seen The Godfather, I would say, oh, obviously I'd say no, but I, also it wouldn't really mean anything to me. That, that was just a name. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I was a reverse culture, <laughs> reverse culture kid, reverse third culture, culture kid. How about you? Before I answer that, we're definitely trademarking the term reverse culture kid. Just saying. <laughs> reverse culture kid. <laughs> we can put that on a shirt. Yeah, I'm down. Let, Let us know if you, you want. want. <laughs> okay. I can see us having cool merch. Yeah, reverse culture kids kind of sick. Yeah, reverse their culture. By kind, I mean very so, sick. You'll be so cool. Yes. You know the oh shoot. I don't know if I should say it because then the idea is out there and we don't have a <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon to hear the idea. I think that I have a very like I wouldn't even say it's like an experience. I guess it is. Um <laughs> invalidating yourself before you start (laughs) for real so my parents didn't really instill this like need for me to understand like Filipino culture especially as a kid my parents are very much the types of people who were like we moved to Canada so you can be Canadian like you are Canadian you're gonna eat Canadian food which whatever that is um <laughs> for real which beaver which tail good. yeah um but yeah they they didn't really like exp- not expose but they didn't have this like emphasis on needing to understand like their culture okay my culture um so I think it didn't I didn't really feel like a third culture kid or I guess I technically wasn't even one until I like became older and realized like hey like I'm so detached from this aspect of my life but like that makes me feel weird um and I want to know more and as I got older like you know my parents like I still understand Tagalog like there's still I still eat Filipino food whatever not completely detached um, <laughs> yes I love but <laughs> period um yeah there was just never that like need instilled by them so it came when I was older and I realized like I want to be able to connect to my culture more um but I'm in this gray area where like people don't see me as Filipino um if they are Filipino themselves but here like I'm very much not a westerner or they don't look like one um therefore I am not one so you know there is that gray area um Mm -hmm. so yeah like it's very it's weird it's a weird time but luckily this podcast has helped me get closer given me like more reason to you know research and like even like in a scholarly way like (laughs) just learning more so I'm very thankful for that mm-hmm. and helps me connect with my culture which is actually like the perfect segue oh <laughs> that's but yeah. so cute thank you I feel that way too I I like that I mean we've probably said this a million times I really like this kind of space or this uh-huh Whatever this bubble is that we've created. Very nice. Mm-hmm. 
it's a safe space. Mm -hmm. uh, apologies for, I guess, interrupting your segue, but I, I have a question. <laughs> yeah. So you have you ever say like when you've gone back gotten a comment that you don't look or sound or act like a local oh for sure like people you can just tell by looking at me um and partially that's just because like I guess I am pretty like pale compared to I used to be a lot paler when I was younger mm -hmm. um so there's that and also like I don't look Filipino um I've said this a bunch oh, of yeah, times in, but, in <laughs> all the people yeah that like Calvary and she's Chinese yeah people think I'm any Asian before Filipino um mostly people guess like East Asian any any of those um or Viet people don't think I'm Filipino so even in like in especially in the Philippines people like know that I'm not from there um and yeah like I for sure like people just assume I don't speak just by looking at me um so yeah yeah it's very obvious so I don't blame mm -hmm. them <laughs> also the last time I went to the Philippines I had dyed hair which made me stand out even more <laughs> right 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 yeah, yeah. So just like the combination Wait, but didn't of... didn't you dye your hair in the Philippines though? I did. I did. But even before I dyed my hair, people do. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I found that it was weird. Maybe it's just a confidence thing and I had been there for longer, but I felt like I was more comfortable after I dyed my hair um, mm -hmm. with like s sticking out in a crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I felt like I st stuck out more before I dyed my hair, but I think that's just because I was more comfortable with where I was mm -hmm. yeah weird 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 mm -hmm. I've gotten that comment once it really bothered me actually at the time mm -hmm. because so something a comment that I get a lot when I go back or just like sometimes when I meet people here mm -hmm. meet Cantonese speaking adults so adults in the sense that they are of, I guess, my parents' age range, they say like, oh, wow, uh, you, like your Chinese is really good. Uh, like I wouldn't have been able to guess that you were a, what's the word? Like a Chinese Canadian. Like that's not mm. the comment I'm talking about that mm. like bothered me. Mm. But one time, I think I brought this up in a podcast, like, 40 episodes ago or something <laughs> but when I was back in China my uncle yeah one time he just randomly said to me that he thought that it was super obvious like he said something like one look at you and they know that you're not from here and it kind of yeah. hurt my feelings because I was Dang. like what, what do you mean <laughs> Yeah, like what? I don't, I don't mean it hurt my feelings in the sense like, what do you mean? I'm not in. I'm I'm not with the in crowd or whatever. It wasn't like that. It was just, what? Why did he say that? Um, <laughs> I didn't think. I I mean the thing is, uh, from a biological sense, 
we definitely would look different just because we drink different water, we ate different food, mm-hmm. we yeah. breathe different air. Yeah. It definitely makes a difference. But yeah, his comment kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, damn, why did you have to say that? That wasn't very nice. And then I asked, I asked him, like, oh, what do you mean? And he and he was making a comment about my outfit. But the thing is, I thought that I was wearing a very normal outfit that anyone could have worn anywhere or that someone would have worn in China as well. It was just like a, I was wearing a, it was like a, a kind of, kind of like a tank top, but not like the, stu- the super strappy kind. And it was like a, mm-hmm. a red and white striped tank top, like kind of loose, there's on a looser side. And then I was wearing like black shorts and I think like a black cap. And the thing is like, and the thing is I've seen people dress like that. So was they trying to call me a poser or something? I don't know. It was just a what a comment to say. Yeah. What do you mean? One look at me and I don't look like I'm Yeah. Like what? Make it sound like I'm embarrassing myself. (laughs) It's it's all good. Like I don't and didn't take that personally. I just thought it was a weird comment. That's so diss. Not even diss. It's just so like you didn't need to say that. You didn't need to say it like that either. Yeah, I mean, this uncle is also one of the one of my relatives that is very excuse me. I have certain relatives that very much often make unwelcome comments to mm anyone that comes across them and people don't really like them for that Mm -hmm. not in a brutal honesty way just in a that was kind of rude and unnecessary Mm. way Mm. for those of you who feel like a third culture kid and you feel like you're just stuck in that gray area of you don't belong here and you don't belong there there are ways to connect with your culture at your own pace as well. And like, I think personally, a big barrier to reconnecting was that I was embarrassed. So I think that's a really common thing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, these are also ways that like, you can do it privately. You don't have to be out here taking classes, whatever. Like that is something you could do. Um, like maybe at your school or in your local community or even online. Um, but you know, there's, there's a lot of what, yeah, like Duolingo, like no one needs to need to know about that. Like you can be doing Duolingo on your own. Um, but yeah, there's so many different ways. Like for me, it was this podcast. (laughs) You need to stop saying that or I'm going to start crying. (laughs) Um, and connected to this podcast maybe for people who are listening you know like YouTube watching videos of 
maybe about your culture specifically or just watching people who are from your culture um just the internet in general connecting with different people I'm like maybe it's a discord server maybe it's like an online forum different online chatting places you know mm-hmm. there's so many different ways um yeah yeah do you have any in mind I think uh before I answer that question mm-hmm. for people that are embarrassed or ashamed right now definitely like it's easier said than done actually not easier said than done I just want you to know that it's not something to be ashamed of uh-huh I don't I don't want you to feel like you are like less than a like you're you're not a proper whatever culture you come from I don't I don't want you to feel like you're not a proper like there's a set standard that you have to be yeah circumstances right there's there's a reason why you're detached and I mean you're also making the effort exactly so I 100% encourage the the private way the public way Anyway. whatever whatever works for you you could do both at the same time <laughs> yeah and like there's but I, for me yeah. there's like an even bigger level of respect there that you are old enough to say like to acknowledge hey I am detached from you know my roots I want to learn more like it's so much harder to learn about it than to be born into it mm-hmm. yeah don't beat yourself up and oh yeah don't beat yourself up when you're learning if you don't get it the first time mm-hmm. these things take a lot of time especially if you're trying to learn a language for sure we are cheering you on we oh are. my gosh i would love if anyone told us about their learning journey yeah that would be yeah We'd and that. i'll share my western culture learning journey <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so funny ways that people can connect there's a lot there's a lot of different ways you know there's this kind of applies to a lot of different things but there's like the buddy system mm. like a like an accountability part you know some people have a buddy to go to the uh-huh. gym with yeah 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 you could potentially if possible learn with someone whether it's like someone that's your friend same culture mm-hmm. different culture help each other practice or you can find a language learning buddy online those exist mm-hmm. you can text each other to practice speaking your both of your target languages or i guess it would be a shared target language mm-hmm. i've definitely seen i think it's so cute when you have those like language learning yeah there are apps for it as well. I'm pretty sure. I think Hello Talk. Because I've is seen. One. Yeah, I think so. And then, beyond languages, or beyond just like learning to speak, you know, one thing that I think is a fun way of learning. You could use music, or Ooh. media in the sense that. So Rihanna kind of brought it up when she was talking about YouTube, but mm. you could watch. I mean, hey. If you're Korean, let's say, you could maybe watch some K-dramas. Mm-hmm. Because 
obviously you're not going to watch it and then immediately absorb every single, like you're just going to know all the words. Yeah. But it's, I guess, a fun and immersive way to learn. And also, uh, I know that Vicky, yeah, V-I-K-Y, no, V-I-K-I, they have a cool thing. I don't think it applies to every episode unless they do have developed it since because I haven't used it in a few years. But they had this cool thing where beyond subtitles, there was also kind of like a language learning caption feature kind of thing. Oh, that's Where cool. you can like learn as you're watching. And at the time that I was pretty regularly watching stuff on Vicky. Mm. Oh. It was, I think it was limited. I don't know how open it is now. Mm. But that's not something worth checking out. Mm. That's you cool. can also, because I think the fun thing with music is music transcends language, right? Mm-hmm. You Something can just be catchy to you and then you sing it or whatever and so yeah. you can find songs that you really like you can learn the lyrics to those songs mm-hmm. and then you can learn what those words mean mm-hmm. you can also and then just beyond language you could maybe learn practice cooking mm-hmm. that's a really or a craft because stuff like that comes a lot from the heart mm-hmm. and it's a lot of like manual labor physical effort Mm-hmm. you can make a dish from your childhood or even just a dish that you look up and think is really cool mm-hmm. a little challenge how to think, think of like food is just such a wholesome like culture connector i know i love food yeah food yeah. definitely transcends food really mm-hmm. brings people together yeah it's not something that you should be embarrassed by or you should feel like guilty because of um and there's no judgment in you know what we just said like reconnecting with your culture it's so much harder to do that especially if you're older um just because you know like socially you've just been judged for not fitting into either place for your whole life at that point which you don't deserve exactly and that can make it really hard and you need to remember that it takes a lot of it takes a lot of balls to do that and it takes a lot of like effort and time and energy but it's something that is very good and will bring a lot of like satisfaction to you Especially if you feel like uneasy because you're you are this third culture kid. You are like you don't really fit in. You're in that gray area, which you shouldn't be ashamed of. TLDR, yeah, definitely... don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. It's definitely easier said than done. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not like we're not telling you not to be ashamed it's more that we want you to know that we don't think that you are shameful like your mm-hmm. your existence is not some like a shameful thing mm-hmm. our existence 
It's not a shameful thing. No. No. Regardless of what you may have heard from people judging you, Mm -hmm. it's not. Mm -hmm. Also, super unnecessary and mean to just make people feel bad. Like, so unproductive. Mm-hmm. It's just demotivating. Like now I don't want to. Yeah, more. culture is supposed to bring people together, right? And yeah, I don't think it's cool to create bigger divides. Like, come on now. Yeah, because I speak better Mandarin than someone else. Mm-hmm. Or someone knows some niche Filipino reference that you don't know doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're better than you. They just happened to have been exposed to it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is a safe space. Always. And with that, we shall bring the episode to a close and say thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed this kind of, I don't know if cozy is the right word, but that's how I feel. Yeah, me too. This like cozy little chat about being a third culture kid i don't know why but this voice i'm putting on is very much giving older sister right now it is i feel comforted oh <laughs> i can't do this i'm out <laughs> and that's the end outro bye guys what was i saying oh um i hope you enjoyed this cozier chat that we had about being a third culture kid kind of breaking down what it is and talking about you know like what happens when you're a third culture kid and how that can make you feel how it made us feel and what you can do about it mm-hmm. so feel free to leave a comment or reach out to us in any other way tell us about your third culture kid experience do you feel like a third culture kid mm-hmm. anyone out there that was a reverse third culture kid because yeah, let us know if you want the that term to be used more <laughs> yeah because i i feel like there's no way that i'm i don't think that experience that I had is like a super one-on-one experience but there's definitely mm. some people because I mean the Asian bubble exists and we've talked about yeah. that mm. and that's probably even more reverse third culture than I am mm. so yeah let's tell us about what you kind of identify with if you didn't identify with the episode what did you think of it whether that be because you're just not you can't be a third culture kid just because it doesn't apply to your life situation mm-hmm. you know anyone a third culture kid like, do you think what we talked about lines up with what they talked about if they talked about it at all yeah that's kind of that's really why we always do this at the end of episodes I just want to know what people's thoughts are how they experience because I mean, we're just two people, right? We're just two people plus research. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll and anecdotes. Yeah, people 
two, two people talking on the internet using the internet. If you guys like this episode and want to stay connected with us, check out our website in the description. It contains links to our streaming platforms such as Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and more. Follow us for more behind-the-scenes content, announcements, and other random things we decide to put on there. See you next time.